welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where I bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. You know, for me, it is always a great day when I get to talk to dads that are doing some really fun things with their kids, but also an opportunity to be able to learn and grow from other dads because all of us have the opportunity to turn to our right, turn to our left, see other dads that are like ourselves and learn from them because the way that each of us father is just a little bit different. And that's a great thing because none of us are perfect. There's no manual to raise a perfect kid. We have to learn from others for us to be able to do that along the way. So today, I'm really excited because we've got another great guest that's joining us. Bashan Mann is joining us, and we're going to be talking to him about being a father, but also we're going to be jumping in and talking about a book that he released a little while back about his own journey in fatherhood. So Bashan, thanks so much for being here today. Chris, I really appreciate it. I look forward to this discussion. Thanks for having me on. It is my pleasure having you on, and as I said, I'm always excited to be able to learn from other dads, but, to, but for us, one of the things that I love to do first is turn the clock back in time. I know you've got a 14 and a 13 year old and I want to turn that clock back to maybe let's say almost 15 years. When you first found out, when that first moment when you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter, what was going through your head? Chris, I, wow, see, no one has really asked me that before. When my wife and I were going to be expecting our first child, even just in terms of getting pregnant, there were some obstacles some challenges to that. So to arrive at a point where, well, my wife was going to be bringing a child to term, I was just elated with the fact that, you know, we had gotten to that point. I knew that I wanted a family. And I think no one can really adequately prepare you for what it means to be a father, what that responsibility is going to entail. I had great examples in my own parents and the people that they had me around. So I felt confident in the tools that I had to be a father. And so I, in anticipation of knowing that we knew that it was going to be a girl, and I think I didn't quite wrap my head around what that meant as being a a man with a daughter and just all that that was going to entail. I was up to the challenge. I just didn't quite know that challenge was going to unfold. I think that for all of us, it is a journey of understanding, understanding about yourself, understanding about your kids, and knowing that, as I said at the beginning, there's no manual, and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things that are not going to work the first time, and we have to learn from that. We have to grow from that and be able to kind of go from there to be able to continue to try to be a better father. Now, In raising daughters, one of the things that I guess that I I always ask dads is the fact that for some dads that I talk to, there's a fear. There's a fear about raising daughters in society today, especially being a man and trying to be a father to a daughter. What would you say was your biggest fear in raising a daughter in society today? So when you talk about that fear, what I had to come to grips with and actually evolve around was the fact that as I go about my life, as I go about growing or, or maturing, you know, as just as a human being in society, I have to trust that in sort of the, that direct involvement with my, with my children, 
that they are going to learn from my example. And you and I had talked a little earlier about providing our children with tools. And so I, I think a lot of parenting, whether it's a, a, a you have a daughter or a son, is trusting that you're going to present them with the tools to go out there and deal with this society. At, you know, at my age, I'm, I'm 48 years old. What my children had at, or what I had, excuse me, in front of me at the ages of at 13 and 14 is vastly different than what my daughters are, are seeing today and, and what they're capable of. If anything, my children, Basil and Sabine, they are quite more evolved in terms of their capacity to understand or their capacity to process what's in front of them. Now, listen, I still want them to be children and enjoy the trappings of, of being a 13-year-old, being a 14-year-old. But it's not lost on me that when we talk about society, they are learning things at a vastly different rate. Uh, they are able to process things more quickly, more thoroughly even. And again, that, that's just sort of the environment that we've created for them. Uh, their mother and I now, are, we're, we're co-parenting and we have aligned ourselves such that we want our children to be as open to educational experiences, to life experiences, so long as you know it's in a safe environment. But society, yes, is, is quite different. And you have to trust that as a parent, you're putting them in the, in the best possible position to always learn and evolve along with it. You know, in raising your children, I know that you just talked about experiences and opening their eyes to the different experiences that are around them that will help to educate them, but also to, I'm going to say, entertain them as well, to give them an opportunity to be able to see the world in a different way. But when you have multiple kids, you do have to understand that each of your children are a little bit unique and that you have to do things a little bit differently to be able to find the way to connect with those kids. So what would you say is your favorite thing that you love to do with each of your kids to be able to build that unique bond with each of them? So what I've learned is, so, so okay, you have two daughters. As much as they might be similar in some ways, their personalities are different. And if you had asked me that question, say, when they were, you know, three and four, it would have been, I would have answered it one way. And now that they're 13 and 14, it's just a little bit different. My oldest daughter is a New York Giants fan. So she and I will connect around watching Giants games. I apologize for any, <laughs> any other NFC East fans out there listening for what I have to go through this season. We'll bond, we'll, we'll connect about that and some other uh, sports-related things, whether it's you know, having a catch. She's going to be trying out for softball here this spring. You know, so going out there and, and, and throwing the ball back and forth and being able to have conversations, uh, you know, that's a great thing. My younger daughter and I, she's into fashion. She's into a lot of creativity, reading and writing. She's very, uh, very intuitive, like her outlook on the world. And so I can I can have these conversations with her uh, to sort of learn more about what she's thinking about, how she sees the world. And then it allows for me to maybe even change the way I look at some things in my life. I think one thing I've always said is, that, you know, as a father, I, it can't always be like, you know, me pointing the finger and saying, go this way. Like, this is the way to do it. Actually, I'll turn that around and actually look at my children and say, well, how can I be better? How do I need to change my thinking? And I think just by listening, doing more listening than necessarily giving out orders or directives, I can actually do that. So. Those are two ways of looking at how I bond with my daughters, how I connect with them, even if it's just 
you know, my youngest daughter was saying to me the other day, like, I'd, I'd like to go shopping. Okay, great. I'll take you shopping and I'm going to, you know, I, I want to pay attention to what it is that draws your delight, draws your attention so that I'm not just out there being some Uber driver for my kids. Now, as you think about your kids and you think about the years that you've had with them, I'm sure there's been up moments and down moments and moments where you, you wish you could go back and recapture those or, or do things a little bit differently. I think every father does in their own little ways. But what would you say has been the hardest part for you in being a father to a daughter? I was someone who was always outside. I was riding dirt bikes. I was playing in mud, fishing, riding my BMX bike and all of that. And I think I had this view of this is how a boy turns into a man, right, wrong, or indifferent. And that can create certain patterns just looking at myself in terms of my personality and the, the characteristics of how I operate. You said the hardest part, I would say it not necessarily hard and, and challenging. I want to use those words uh, interchangeable here. The challenge for me is looking at my daughters and recognizing that these are two young women, two girls who are becoming young women who are becoming women and understanding the world through their eyes. And I mean that from a very genuine place that I want my children to succeed in life and I want them to be the best possible women that they can be. Understanding that you're in a in a country and in a world where it's not seen as equal in terms of men and women. And I don't want to have them out, you know, when they walk out that door every morning saying that, OK, I'm, I'm behind the eight ball here. No, I need you to have the confidence to walk out there uh, head high with the wind at your back and say, I'm going to knock down this wall. I'm going to bust through that ceiling. I'm going to achieve the things that I want in my life. And I, as their father, I need to recognize my role in that. And that means it's the learning curve for me. I need to get ahead of that. And so has that been a challenge? Sure. But it's been a challenge that I graciously accept. And there are hard moments and there are pieces where you, someone kind of holds up that mirror to you and says, hey, you know, the way you're thinking about this is a little archaic and you need to change it. Okay. I need to be open to that. And that's as true as it is today. It's going to be even more true tomorrow. And I have to be okay with that. We do have to be okay with that. It's never always easy to be able to see ourselves in that way, but also to be able to understand that we do need to make adjustments along the way. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is the fact that you wrote a book called Daddy's Love Notes a few years back, back in 2015. And it's a book that really brings together a compilation of letters that you wrote to your own daughters. But, you know, before I get too into depth about what I have I've read about the book and I've seen about the book, I want you to tell me the story of the book and give me some of the backstory to what made you decide to take the time to be able to pull these letters together to 
put these into print to be able to not only put it into print for your daughters, but for other fathers and daughters to be able to see. Uh, Chris, thank you. To be comp- very transparent here, it wasn't my intention at first when I when I first went forward with that that first letter that this would become a book that happened. Uh, we'll use the term uh, when people say organically. Well, it, it, that happened organically. As I was about to turn forty years of age, I decided that I would s- sit down and say, "Okay." These are my like your top 40 things. Some people might say like, oh, these are my top 40 friends or my top 40 foods, you know, what have you. I said, I'm going to write my children 40 letters and each letter is going to be a life lesson that I learned along the way to 40 years of age. And at the end of the letter, the pattern was that, you know, I would say and the moral of that story is, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so it was going to you know, just run for for 40 consecutive days leading up to to my birthday. It was a task that I knew, I think I I, I was like, oh, you know, this will be fun or this will be at times maybe a little difficult. I didn't realize exactly how difficult it would be to actually write a letter every day (laughs) for 40 straight days. And then kind of the journey that it would take me on, the more I wrote and the more I sort of unearthed about my own experience and my own life events. And so that was quite a lesson for me. And then, you know, there were, as I went closer and closer to 40, and I was posting these on my Facebook page at the time, I grew a little bit of an audience. And then I won't give it all away, but there, there was a one sort of unique experience that led me to say, okay, maybe we can take this a step further. And, and then there were, there were just some conversations that people would, would have with me in passing that made me stop and think a little bit about, well, wait a second, what if you're actually helping people here with this? And maybe there's people that you don't see and that you will never really maybe hear from, but they're actually benefiting from what's in these letters. And so that encouraged me to keep writing. And so I sort of stepped back after I got to about 60 letters and I was like, well, perhaps this is something. And I set forth with the, you know, if anyone has, has written a book or attempted to write a book, there's a, there's a few hurdles to jump in terms of getting something published. And I walked down that road and then eventually self-published Daddy's Love Notes. And um, I tell you, Chris, it has been a gift, not just, you know, so much for Basil and Sabine, but the gift that has, I guess, maybe come back on me is knowing that those letters have helped and they have resonated. And I will tell you, I will go back (laughs) and read them now. Some, I will go back and read some now because it's a constant reminder for something that maybe I need to adjust in my own life, if that makes sense. So in some ways, it was almost as if I was writing a love note to myself (laughs) as well as my daughter's. Now, when you're writing these letters or you wrote these letters, your daughters would have been eight and nine when the book was published. And, you know, I guess the question that I have is, have your daughters read these or have you read them to your daughters? And what has been their reaction to the book itself and the letters themselves? So I will tell you that there are a couple of letters that they have read. You know, they at any time they can pick that book up and read it. I know that they have not they have not read that cover to cover. I think in some regards, ah, maybe it's a little close to home. It's a it's a conversation 
that we don't really go into too much depth about the contents of the book per se. I think for my money, it's something that they like, look, we, we have this at the ready. And when we so choose, we will, we will dive into this book. You know, some of the letters in there are direct experiences that I've had with them. So those are shared memories for us as a family. But I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm pausing a little just as, as I think about the, there were a couple of instances where they were with me either at a book signing or, or somewhere where I was having to read a, a letter or two out loud and to know that they were hearing the words that I was expressing to them and, and to sort of watch them was really a treat. But I know that there will come a day when they even, you know, not only do they read it, but they have some questions about some of the contents of those letters. And that's a day that I look forward to. So once the book was published and you put those letters out into the world, have you continued to write letters? And is this something that you're going to hope to continue to do throughout the lives of your daughters? Chris, yes. Uh, so I have, I'm sitting on a second manuscript right now. And so it's, this is where you get into the, uh, the politics of trying to get a book published. And I just may have to resign myself to, to self-publish again, trying to find a publishing home can be tough. Any, any, most any writer will tell you it takes time. But yes, I have continued to write, Chris. And, I, and like I said, I'm sitting on a second manuscript right now that contains letters to my daughters. Not exclusively, but there is a, there is a whole chapter that is devoted to Basil and Sabine. Well, I love the concept, and I think that it's definitely something that so many fathers could do for their own daughters. I mean, not even to make a book for them, but just to reflect back on their own lives and to leave a gift for their children because we'd never know how long we have and how long we have with our kids. So that being said, I mean, being able to take the time to be able to put things into writing or into audio like we're doing today or, or video or whatever it might be to leave that legacy, leave that opportunity for your kids to get to know you in a different way, in my opinion, is so important. And I commend you on taking the time to do that because not every father has done that or will do that. Chris, thank you. Yes, 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 yes. To, to, to all of that, which you just relayed, um, you don't know. Each day is a blessing. And I realize that so much more and more just based on, gosh, the past couple of years that we have all faced and the, the challenges therein. Tomorrow is not promised. And I tell you, the best part of my life is being the father to Basil and Sabine and being there to experience life with them and to walk alongside, be the wind at their back so that they can go out there and prosper and excel in life. And it, like I said, it's the best part of my life. Well, I truly appreciate you sharing that. And we'll definitely put a link in the notes today so people can find the book themselves and be able to, to learn more about that. If people want to find out more about the book or about you, where's the best place for them to go? I'll offer up two things. The first place is my website, www.daddyslovenotes.com. That's daddy's, uh, D-A-D-D-Y-S, daddyslovenotes.com. And you can find Daddy's Love Note. It's available on Amazon. I believe you can find that link additionally on the website in certain Barnes & Noble locations as well. But yes, I, Daddy's Love Notes, that website will sort of give you a little bit of insight into my background, my life, and some of my thoughts as a father. So please feel free to visit that link. And those who wish to read those notes and you know grab a copy of the book, I remain very grateful. I remain grateful, Chris, to you for the platform that you are affording other fathers out there who are taking on this role, embracing the role 
of just being really good dads. Now, I always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five more questions that delve a little bit deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? I am ready. Fire away. In one word, what is fatherhood? Love. Now, when was a time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? Oh, gosh. There is one particular moment. It's when you see them succeed at something that they have been at for such a long time. You know that they put their heart and soul into it. I write about it in the book. It'll be very apparent when you see your child succeed. Oh, gosh, it revolves around a a swim test. And the more I talk about it, I'll start crying on your show and I don't want to do that. Now, if I was to talk to your daughters right now and to ask them, how would they describe you as a dad? I hope they say funny, (laughs) a little quirky, just a hard worker. I try to work hard at uh, at being a dad. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? My father, George Mann. Now, I know you've given some different pieces of advice today, but as you think back to your own experience as a father, what advice would you want to leave with other dads? To be prepared. I know that's an old Boy Scout thing there. Be purposeful and be present. I'll say that again. Be prepared, be purposeful, and be present. I don't want to call it necessarily a battleground. I can feel like that at times. Just know that you're going to wake up every day and face different challenges. Be open to those challenges. Be prepared for them. Be purposeful. Look into their eyes. Listen to them. Take the time to you know, find that genuine place in your heart because it's there to sort of grow as a father. It's going to bring you just so much joy. And then be present. Be there for them. Show up to the games. Teach them how to drive. <laughs> Go to the ball game. Make time for your kids. Be present with them. It's the best advice I can give. Definitely great advice. And I just want to say thank you, Bashan, for being here today, for sharing your journey with your own daughters. It is always great to be able to share that as we always need to learn from other dads, as I said earlier. And I just want to say I wish you all the best in your future, not only letters, but your future journey as a father. Chris, thank you so very much. I can't tell you how much this means to me. And I really mean that. I want you to know it. As I said, you never know who's out there listening, watching, taking notes per se. And I just really thank you for the time, for the platform and the initiative that you're out there sharing with other dads like myself. So Chris, thank you so much and a very happy 2022 to you and your family. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Dogs, podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more. You will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals 
Be the best dad you can be. 